There he is. Good morning. There he is. Sweet. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Live from Brooklyn and Manhattan. It's what? Saturday? Is it Saturday? It's Saturday, DG. Saturday morning. Whatever, whatever day it is. This is Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. I used to wake up in the mornings and nudge my mom and say, what channel should I turn on today? And she would tell me what channel to watch cartoons because I always wake up early. She was like the magic <laughs> wizard who knew what channel to find cartoons. And so um, welcome, everybody, to our daily podcast. This is the Prayer Revolution. I am your host, Oil Gurangadas, and here with my good friend and co-host and prayer companion, Beer Bajaram. And uh, we do this every morning. We say a prayer and we reflect on the meaning of prayer and redefining prayer for our daily lives and what it means to live in that mood of prayer. Because um, uh, I was, uh, there was a, a, a political candidate who dropped out of the race recently. Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race and no longer a Democratic nominee or potential. But his slogan was, not me, us. And I was thinking of that this morning and uh, thinking how... Uh, that's really that's really the, the that's really the uh, the motif the uh, the slogan for spiritual life. It's not me us. It's me and Krishna, and I think that that's that's the daily mood of prayer on a regular basis. Is that we can we we move through life whatever my sorrows are, whatever my triumphs are, whatever my joys are, whatever my confusions are. We can take a moment, pause, breathe, and remember, not me us. It's uh there's a higher power that I want to invite into this this equation. So, uh, so that's the prayer revolution. It's not a political revolution, social revolution, economic revolution, or any other type. It's a spiritual revolution. And uh, it starts in our own hearts, right? So yeah, that's, where, that's where we begin. So, um, so start us off with a, with a prayer, Vera, and uh, we're ready to be transported. Thank you so much, DG. Thank you for always laying it out for us and, and helping us to connect to the purpose, the purpose of uh, why we are here this morning. And so uh, those of us that are not familiar, just uh, find yourself a comfortable seat, not familiar with prayer or spiritual intention. On a comfortable seat, start connected to your breath and get into a space of receiving. I'll share a prayer. You'll be able to listen. I want you to be able to really absorb that. The words that come in are part of it, but really absorbing the energy that comes in. Whatever it is right now that you're seeking in your life, just taking a moment to set an intention for that. What is it that you're seeking? What is the, the deepest meaning, deepest purpose, the deepest connection that you can conceive of and that you are, you're looking for in your life? And what's an intention that you feel will help you to come closer to that? In that mood, I'm going to share a prayer. This is from Julian of Norwich. This is from the little book of prayers. And I'll start with that and then I'll just freestyle from there. Be a gardener. Dig a ditch. Toil and sweat. And turn the earth upside down. And seek the deepness. And water the plants in time. Continue this labor and make sweet floods to run and noble and abundant fruits to spring. 
take this food and drink and carry it to God as your true worship. My Lord, in our day today, let us be gardeners. Let us sow the seeds of spiritual intention in our life. Let those seeds go deep into the soil of Mother Earth, the soil of our hearts. Let us water those seeds with your name. Let us water those seeds with prayer. Let us water those seeds with our intention to serve. And let us see them bear the fruits of love, bear the fruits of connection with you. That what we want in our life more than anything is that connection. No matter what's taking place in our life, to continue sowing those seeds of love and of service and of connection with you and to water them with more of the same, to water them with sincerity of our prayers, sincerity of our service and meditation, sincerity of our desire to connect with you, to know in time that our unique gifts, our unique talents, that they'll blossom They'll blossom in our life and we'll be able to offer them back to you as a, as a service, a service of our heart. We're all put on this planet with special gifts and talents and that the greatest opportunity we have, the greatest fulfillment that we can experience is to offer them in service to you and to all your children in this world. So today, let us be gardeners. Let us care for what's most important, the garden of our heart, our relationship with you, our spiritual connection. Let that connection be stronger than it's ever been before. Let us feel the nourishment of this prayer, the nourishment of our meditation and our spiritual practice. And let us know that it is helping to fill the tree of our life with that pure spiritual energy and that our unique gifts and talents, whatever they may be, to know that they will come to pass, to know that they will be actualized. They'll be realized in service to you and to this entire world throughout our life. Let's chant this mantra, the Maha Mantra, just to water the seeds that we planted today, to nourish them and to know that they will come to pass. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you, DG. Let me share a little something from my heart. Working on it. Can you hear you loud and clear? I was muted. I was muted on Zoom for a second. I'm unmuted on Zoom. All right. I um, I uh, was thinking of all the the plants in my in our apartment, which we have a few plants, and my wife and I. We've always we've always we've always struggled. We we just we just as you know we just got a, a dog, and we've been wanting one for years. But we're like, can we can we properly take care of a living being in our care? Like, is that 
socially responsible. Um, you know, we struggle to like um, uh, feed ourselves or even, even our, can we take care of the plants in our house first? You know, like we've had many plants that have come and gone um, in our lives uh, because of, we haven't, you know, we'll do good. And then all of a sudden you realize that it's just kind of like drying out. It's like, oh, when's the last time we watered that plant? It's like, I'm not sure. Or we'll go on a trip and we'll come back and then like the plants are all like wiltering a little bit. And, and um, it's just as simple as that. When you stop watering something, it, it starts to wilt up and die. And, um, and so uh, I was just, you know, it's, I, I've been feeling that a lot the last couple of days. I don't know about anybody else, but in, in this quarantine, I think the, um, the monotony of life to an extent is starting to get to me a little bit where it's just like every day, it's, it's just kind of like somebody said it the other day, um, I was talking in an online sangha, it's, it's like a Groundhog Day effect, you know? Have you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day with, with Bill Murray? It's like you wake up and it's like the same day again. And it's easy to kind of, I think, get yeah. into that space of, um, you know, what does it matter that I, if I do or don't do today, whether it's if I'm exercising or eating properly or chanting or doing my spiritual meditation. But um, I've noticed over the years and seasons of my life what it's like to stop watering that seed in my heart. And it's, it's a very, very simple science. It's a very, very simple science that when I stop watering that seed in my heart, um, it dries up, you know, it dries up. And the amazing thing is that it never dies. It's just mm. waiting to be resuscitated with more water. Um, mm. And so uh, somebody wrote David Shields, when, when George Harrison was asked what he was, he replied, a happy gardener. Mm. And so on. So I was naturally thinking of this whole section of the Chaitanya Shiratamrita, which talks about gardening when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was speaking to his student Rupa Goswami there's a whole beautiful section about being a gardener um, mm. that I was thinking one, uh, one option we could read that or sure. if there was something else on your heart and mind those are just thoughts that came into my mind as you're speaking your beautiful I mean, when, I, when I think of spiritual gardener I think of that section it comes immediately you are our shepherd please take all of us you're your little sheep we'll go to the garden of Chaitanya Charitamrita there's this beautiful, beautiful section where Sri Chaitanya is kind of like the grandfather of Kirtan. He's speaking to one of his students and he wants to convey, he wants to convey the, um, the teachings of spiritual life, the teachings of bhakti, the teachings of loving devotional service to God. And he uses this exact analogy of, of, of being a gardener. He says that all of us are like a gardener. And so he says, um, he, so he says, let's see where he starts here. Mm, mm. He goes and he wins the water pump. AJ shared a beautiful quote in the, uh, in, in the chat box by the nectar of his personal glance, the cloud known as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu poured water upon the garden of Godadesh and revived the people who were like creepers and plants burning in the forest fire of material existence. Mm. Beautiful quote from Chaitanya Chaitanya. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing, AJ. So there's this beautiful section that he shares. He says, in this universe, there are limitless living entities and 8,400,000 species and are all wandering within this universe. So Vedic literature says that there are 8,400,000 species of life and a living entity through countless births is transmigrating from body to body, different types of bodies throughout, throughout this universe. We think that so this isn't our first rodeo. We've been in this material world for a while. And uh, we take on limitless identities, limitless bodies. And 
It's like we're wandering within this universe. And then he goes and says, uh, he talks about all these different types of living entities and about how finally in the human form of life, in this human form, there's a unique gift that we all have. And it's the gift of being able to ask questions about who am I? What is the purpose of my life? What is, what is the meaning of life and what will ultimately bring me happiness? We have this gift of, of reflection and contemplation and we have this, this, gift of, this, gift of, this gift of prayer, this gift of prayer. And he says, according to our, our karma, all living entities are wandering throughout the entire universe. Some of them are going up and some of them are going down to different planetary systems. And out of many of the millions of wandering living entities, one who is very fortunate gets to associate with a bona fide spiritual master by the grace of Krishna. So we find a teacher or we find someone who has that seed of love in their heart. And by the mercy of both Krishna and that teacher, such a person receives the seed of the creeper of devotional service. And when a person receives the seed of devotional service, they should take care of it by becoming a gardener and Mm. sowing the seed in the heart. If one waters the seed gradually by the process of shravan and kirtan, hearing and chanting, the seed begins to sprout. As one waters that bhakti lata bija, that seed of devotion, the seed sprouts and the creeper gradually grows to the point where it penetrates the walls of the universe and it attains the highest, highest perfection, penetrating through the walls of the universe and it reaches the spiritual sky. And being situated in one heart and watered by that shravan and kirtan, that bhakti creeper grows more and more. In this way, it attains the shelter of the desire tree of the lotus feet of Krishna, who is eternally situated in the planet of the Loka Vrindavan in the topmost region of the spiritual sky. And that gardener sprinkles water and it produces the fruits of love of Krishna. Mm. The creeper expands in, the, in, in Goloka Vrindavan and there produces the fruit of love of Krishna. And although remaining in the material world, the gardener regularly sprinkles the creeper with the water of hearing and chanting. So that's the watering that we're, that we're, we're recommended. It's, it's hearing spiritual truth and it's chanting divine mantra. And then mm-hmm. when we do that, we're sprinkling water on that seed of devotion. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on and on. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole thing goes on before I keep reading and blabbing. I just want to check in with you. It's, oh, uh, it's just so, it's, so it's beautiful. This share idea, about this yeah. of being, this being a gardener and he says um something very interesting very interesting he says sometimes unwanted creepers such as the creepers of desire for material enjoyment and liberation from the material world grow along the creeper of devotional service the varieties of unwanted creepers are unlimited some unnecessary creepers growing with the bhakti creeper are the creepers of behavior unacceptable for those trying to attain perfection. Diplomatic behavior, animal killing, mundane profiteering, mundane adoration, and mundane importance. All these are unwanted creepers. Hmm. 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 <laughs> All these obstructions have been described in this verse as unwanted creepers. They simply present obstacles for the real creeper, the bhakti lata. One should be very careful to avoid all these unwanted things. Sometimes these unwanted creepers look exactly like the bhakti creeper. 
They appear to be of the same size and the same species when they are packed together with the bhakti creeper. But in spite of this, the bhakti creepers are called upashaka. A pure devotee can distinguish between the bhakti creeper and a mundane creeper and is very alert to distinguish them and keep them separate. So he's saying that as this bhakti latta creeper starts to grow in the heart, there's going to be weeds that grow along that heart also. And we have to be very careful not to water those weeds along with the creeper of devotion. And it's, it's, it's kind of like there's this, there's this other book that was written by one of our bhakti saints where he, um, he um, this, by the way, Bryn, this is in the Chaitanya Charitamrita chapter 19. I was reading all the way from verse, starting in verse 150, right around there. And so anyways, he says there's this, there's this trap that happens in devotional life, that when we start devotional life, um, he says that there's a, there's a pitfall, which is called Taranga Rangini, which literally means playing in the waves. And that he says that bhakti is like a treasure that's, 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 buried, that's in a chest buried deep at the bottom of the ocean. And when we dive into the, to the ocean of bhakti, we want to dive deep to get those treasures deep in the bottom of the ocean. But sometimes we get caught playing in the waves. And the mm -hmm. waves are the kind of like the little material perks that sometimes come along with when we, when, we, when we approach spiritual life. We might get some sort of praise, we might get some sort of adoration, we might get some comfort, we might get some peace of mind, and we kind of get lost in those things. And we start to think that those are the real treasure. Mm -hmm. We start to confuse the real treasure of deep, deep love of devotional service. And he's saying, don't get distracted by those things. It's kind of like the, the, the um, the analogy, the example that comes to mind often is like Aladdin. You ever see the movie Aladdin? Like the mm -hmm. original cartoon? You saw the movie as a little kid? I did. Was like I saw it yesterday. <laughs> and so it's like Aladdin goes into the, the, at the very beginning, he's sent in to get the, the genie lamp, right? And it's in this cave of like all this treasure and glittering treasure. And it's like, don't touch anything but the lamp. Don't touch anything but the lamp. Just go and get the lamp and come out, you know? And it's like, if you touch any other little piece of treasure, the whole thing collapses on itself and it self-destructs. And his little monkey, Abu, he's, I think it's Abu, he has a little monkey. His yeah. little monkey gets, bears like, how do you remember these things? Like, why, why, are, you, why are these things stuck in your mind? Why, is, why are these memories in your consciousness? It's get great. Out, you, yes, yeah, you're using it. You're using he it, has Bob, this I love monkey. it. He has this little monkey and the monkey gets so enamored by all the little glittery pieces of gold and treasure that's in this cave. And as Aladdin's about to grab the lamp, the monkey steals this other treasure and the cave starts to respond to the greediness of the monkey and it starts to self-destruct and Aladdin has to like, you know, hightail it out of there with this lamp and he kind of runs out. But it's like, we've been given this great treasure, this amazing treasure. And when we first hear about it, when we first come to spiritual life, I had a friend who was talking about, um, he was, uh, he was also going into these, um, these programs of, um, of, of, of um, kind of like self-healing and kind of coming over childhood trauma. And he said, when I first heard about it, he said, it was amazing. I was so grateful. And then he said, everything got harder after that. <laughs> you start to, he's like, you start to come out of denial. You start to come out of the denial that I've been living in where I've been denying, denying these kind of the, the truths about myself. It's like, what am I not seeing about myself? You know? And so it's like, when we first come into spiritual life, we have this eye on the prize. But then we just get diverted and distracted by all the glittery things that come in 
you know, to life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how could I just stay focused on that? Let me just water this creeper and not get mm-hmm. watering the other weeds in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, I think it's, I think what happens for me, if I'm going to try to round this up and bring it back, bring it back, is that I think the monotony or the complacency or the, um, the lack of focus in spiritual life is because I've, I've just lost sight of the prize. Mm. I've lost sight of what it is I'm trying to, what fruit I'm trying to grow, mm. you know? I've lost sight of that prize. And I think that I have to remind myself of the amazing work that I'm doing, the amazing work that we're doing, you know? Mm. It's good work. You're doing good work, Vera. Doing great work, DJ. Remind Proud ourselves of, you, of that genie lamp that's there, that's waiting, if we can stay focused. Yeah, definitely. And, and to what I'm hearing you say is to experience it, you know, mm. that actually to experience spiritual life, actually experience love and connection, right? That it take, we have to have those experiences. It can't just be an idea of it, you know, and, mm. and um, you know, we're just in the desert. We're walking and walking and walking and walking. We're never tasting water. We're never feeling that nourishment and that connection. Mm. And so it's... Um, yeah, super beautiful. How to keep our eyes on the prize and, and to know that there's going to be all the seasons of life as we, as we do walk through life. There's going to be all the seasons. We're going to experience them. That's part of being in this world. That's part of the journey of life. But hey, I got my Aladdin's genie lamp, you know, that I'm, I'm focused on, right? I got somebody asked earlier, what's devotional, what is devotional service asking for that, that description? It's like, okay, you know, I, I have found the greatest treasure of my life. I found that. I believe that treasure exists. I've seen it in the lives of other people. I see the way that they interact. I see the way that they move through this world. It's so attractive to me. I want to move through the world like that. And, and um, I want to move through the world in such a way that my heart is constantly expressing love toward God and toward every single living entity, every person in my life, that yeah. that's my goal. I'm trying to come to that place where it's, it's unceasing. It's a never ending stream and flow of love and pure consciousness that's flowing into my experience of life. And so, okay, that's, that's, a, that's my goal. You know, I've got the eyes, I have my eyes on the prize and okay, how am I going to, how do I stay nourished, right? How do, I, how do I get those sprinkles, those drops, like you're saying, if I'm a gardener and I'm trying to nourish this creeper of love, how do I get that nourishment? And then mm-hmm. Chaitanya is laying it out for us that shravanam and kirtanam, that getting together with the right, you know, the right people that are saying, we want this goal of pure love. Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeking, we're all on here right now. Zoomers, come on. Let's, let's get a little hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Everybody online right now on Instagram, on Instagram, we're pumping it up. We're all here for spiritual life. We're all here for this deeper spiritual intention to live it every day in our life. With that goal, we're coming together and we're watering through prayer. We're watering through our meditation on God. We're watering through calling out God's names. We're watering through these processes of devotional service and hearing each other share our realizations, share the opportunities that we're finding to really connect and really to re reignite that relationship with our higher power. And so that's, that's what I'm seeing right now is, as you're sharing is this, this opportunity 
eyes on the prize. It's this pure love. And man, I can get distracted. Oh my God. Like the garden of this world can be so beautiful and it can also be so, um, it could be so frightening also, you know, the garden of this world, right? We can, we see, can see so many beautiful flowers and, you know, and, and, and forget actually, oh, whoa, no, no, I'm looking for love. I'm looking for love, you know? And absolutely through those eyes, I can truly see everything in its most beautiful form. So we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to get that, we're trying to awaken that pure love and bring that into our life and to keep watering it. I'll keep watering that pure love through our association, through our spiritual practice. And, and that it's, we experience, we will experience it. We will experience it. We will experience it. When we're together in the garden, we're going to have a blast. We're going to help each other pull the weeds. We're going to help each other clear out the, the clutter that's stopping the sun and the light from shining in. And we're going to be able to really nourish that love and help to build it up. So yeah. it's a, low inspiration as you're sharing yeah i i i love it what i'm hearing is um um enthusiasm and excitement and i and i'm just i'm I'm recognizing for myself because um i think i think you know you know my biggest problem is the biggest problem is that i forget i forget what it is that i'm actually trying to achieve and i forget what's actually waiting for me and that Mm -hmm. when i get complacent or when i get lazy or when I get um, apathetic or hopeless to an extent of my spiritual life, I think it's just like I've just, I've, I've just lost, I've just forgotten the amazing thing that's waiting for me. What's being like, what it is that I'm actually, that is actually available. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like my, my dog can sit on the couch and he can be totally like lazy and sleepy. And as soon as he hears that little rumble of a treat bag, he perks up so tremendously. It's like he, it's like he activates. It's like he activates himself. And he's like all of a sudden ready to just like dart across the room. And he's a totally different person. And he's sitting and he's wagging his tail and he's doing whatever you want him to do. You know what I mean? He's like, he remembers the taste of peanut butter. He remembers the taste of peanut butter. And it just like, it, it, it activates something within him, you know? And I think that I've just... It's, it's what, what you're saying is so beautiful. It's like we have to keep tasting somehow and remind ourselves it's like I've, 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 lo- I've just forgot. Like if I'm feeling apathetic or it's like, oh my God, I've just, I've forgotten what it feels like to taste the, the, the gift that's being given to me. You know, I've lost sight of that prize and I have to just, I have to somehow get myself excited again. And I maybe have, may have to just reach out become to to somebody else to remind me like if we just remind ourselves what is waiting for us like what the the the, the, the amazing gift that we have it can excite us about our our spiritual life and i think that you, you feel like it's like it's that tasting that it's it's experiencing that but um, something that i see in you dg which is that? well yeah i mean he, he, um you know just what some, you if it's good i want to hear it if it's not good let's move on well, yeah, I mean, just how you take everything, bro. I mean, it's like, it's mind blowing. You're like a super processor where you're like, pup, and like spiritual truth, you know, the highest order coming out. You're like, you know, like whatever it is, Aladdin, you know, it's like all of a sudden it's becoming like, you know, this spiritual teaching, you know, and, and, and it's, uh, so you have this amazing gift of, of spiritual vision, like somehow or other, like 
you just translate life into spiritual vision. And we, we're getting all these nuggets and all these gems of really what, what we're talking about with, with spiritual intention and living, living our life you know, with spiritual prayer. Like to be able to see whatever it is in life that's unfolding, to be able to see it through that spiritual vision because it's going to help to reconnect us. It's going to help to navigate our journey back to God. And so I think that that's, that's just a beautiful salient quality that you have that you give us all these gifts, you're giving us a gift of spiritual vision. So when I see whatever it is that I go forward you know, to in my life, I go and do the laundry after this, or I'm cleaning the house, it's like, okay, wow, like how can I see this with spiritual vision? You know, how can I see this as an opportunity to remember God and to remember truth and remember like the different qualities that I wanna really nourish and, and water you know, and, and develop in my life? And, mm. and so, I'm seeing that and, and, and it's so powerful, you know, to be able to really start to, you know, in our life, just, you know, not just look at it just with the, the, um, the blank stare or not look at it just with what's on the surface, but actually take it a little bit deeper. So thank you for giving us all those gems, DJ. You give us so many gems every single day. And what do we do to taste it? You know, I think back in my life, you know, and, 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 um, you know, modern in, in recent times and, and, you know, far back times, there's, you know, the, the quality of patience and enthusiasm is talked about in the bhakti teachings often, you know, is this determination and patience, you know, to stay with something. And also like the enthusiasm that we bring into it to be like that pup, right? Like to know that love exists, you know, which I think we can get jaded about, you know, to know that like this profound, love that will make our our hair stand on end and our body tingle it exists you know we, it, we get covered over we forget those feelings even if they happen the next day we can forget them you know how brilliant how magnificent they are and that they exist that pure love exists that connection that when we have it when we feel that connection with our higher power nothing else in our life matters. We're fulfilled. We're experiencing that deep fulfillment within. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we forget that, you know? And so when, what, what helps me is, you know, just looking back on my life. Okay. Those times that I have experienced that connection, those times that when I've danced in Kirtan or I've sat in a meditation and just said, my God, it's that simple. Is it really this simple? that I could feel this connection and feel the fulfillment that's coming from it. It is, it really is that simple, but I've got to give myself fully to it. And so I think that that's, you know, what we're talking about right now is that to just kind of like, you know, go over to go over to the plants in the house and like to just sprinkle like a few little drops of water. It's not going to cut it, you know, like we need to, we need to saturate ourselves with the, we need to, we need to feel like that, that the rain fall, the waterfall of that spiritual energy. And then we feel the invigoration. I was just thinking about when I was in Rishikesh. We were all in Rishikesh last year. Remember, DG, we went under the waterfall? We were, in, we were hiking down a mountain. Oh, no, no, no. That, that was the year before. You weren't with us. Oh, yeah. We didn't, we didn't do that that year. We didn't do that because it was raining. It was raining. Yeah. It was raining. It was raining. You know, you use the Ganga as an analogy. We were, we were hiking down this beautiful mountain and we came to this this amazing uh landing where there's this waterfall and you could swim right underneath it and when you go into the waterfall you can feel it just pounding down on your body you feel the invigoration it's like that the the the, the sound and the intensity of the water running and hitting the head and the shoulders 
nothing else exists. You know, like it becomes this rapture of the present moment, the rapture of this experience. When you dunk down in the frigid waters of the Ganga, it's a rapture. And so how do we get ourselves not just sprinkling, sprinkling little water, getting little, how do we get into that saturation? And that's mm -hmm. going to mean we're diving in. We're diving into an ocean of kirtan. We have some friends in Florida right now. They're doing a 108 hour kirtan. After, do, after doing, you know, if we were, if, you know, we give ourselves that discipline, I'm going to sit under this waterfall for an hour. I'm going to sit under this waterfall for two hours, for three hours. You know, when we sit under the waterfall of spiritual energy, we will feel invigorated. There's no question about it. When we expose ourselves to the spiritual energy, we give ourselves fully to the practice, diving into it, we will experience a saturation and a transformation from it. And so, we have uh, that opportunity. We've got that opportunity um, to dive in. You know, throughout the day, we have our kirtans on, on Bhakti Center's IG Live. We've got these spiritual discussions that we're doing. And I think it's important right now in the time of isolation, it's important to find those sources where I can actually feel the, the invigoration of spiritual life. I'm not just leaving it to myself. It's not just a self-practice. But where can I actually go? And, and if it is just a self-practice, if that, that is all that I have, how can I get under that waterfall and really be saturated in that spiritual energy? Mm. We'll feel it. We will, it's, it's a guarantee. There's no question about it. If we give ourselves 100% to it, we expose ourselves to spiritual energy, prayer, meditation, you know, calling out the names of God, we will feel that transformation. So. Mm. Don't dip your toes in, just dive right Don't, in. Don't, yeah, we gotta dive in. We yeah. gotta dive in. Dive in. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, I was, I was, it's, it's Srila, Srila Prabhupada said something um, very often. He, there's a book even titled, he would say, chant and be happy. Mm. Chant and be happy. And there was two ways that, that, that our good friend Vasudev said that you can look at that statement as two ways as a directive. One is that chant, chant kirtan and do spiritual life and therefore be happy as a result of that. And another way that he said to look at it is that it's two different instructions. One is to chant and perform our spiritual practice. And another one is be happy. Like <laughs> situate your life in such a way where you're experiencing happiness and joy, because if you're not, you're going to naturally give up your practice. And mm. so until we get to that place where we're feeling the full invigoration of that waterfall, we have to make sure that we, you know, sometimes there's this idea that like suffering equals spiritual advancement. And it's just not always the case. And I've, I've seen sometimes in my life that sometimes I need to dive back into spiritual practice in order to reinvigorate myself. Or sometimes I just need to do something to kind of snap me out of the, 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 the malaise. I don't know if that's a proper word, like the, 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 the complacency. Like I need to do something that I know that I enjoy that's healthy like mm. exercise or clean the house and just kind of like snap myself out of this funk of complacency mm -hmm. and then take that energy to catapult me into that spiritual practice. You know mm. what I mean? Cause it requires an enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, I have to find something that I can get excited about mm -hmm. a, launching pad. a launching pad. Yeah. And so it's like, there has to be things in my life that bring me some kind of natural joy and, and happiness and things in life. And I think sometimes in spiritual life, we just feel guilty about those things. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I shouldn't be doing anything material. I just should be doing only spiritual happiness. And I was like, it's true, but I can also recognize that these are a healthy things that enthuse me, that keep me enlivened, that keep me energized about life in general. And I can take that energy 
and use it to catapult me into that waterfall. Mm. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I was just kind of putting that, that parallel out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we should all chant and be happy and we should all dive under the waterfall. I did get to go under a waterfall when I was in Spain last year. Kishore Chandra and I, we led a retreat in Spain and we, we did find a waterfall. It's not quite the same as the, the Ganga. The Ganga does not flow through Spain. So we, we didn't get that opportunity, but, uh, it is a bigger end to be under a waterfall. Beautiful, DG. Thanks for, thanks for tying it together. We can see it all, every aspect of our life. It's all connected spiritually when we look through the eyes of yeah. our, our divine guide, Doyal. Yeah. Love you guys so much. Good to see you all, you guys. Vivi, so glad you joined us on Zoom. Julie, Jeff, AJ, Bryn. Laura was just here. And uh, all you guys are on Instagram. We love you guys so much. If you want these recordings, you can go to buckycenter.org slash online. Uh, we put them all on SoundCloud as well as YouTube um, on our podcast channels. If you go to buckycenter.org slash online, you'll find all the other ways in which you can connect. Um, we have free content. We also have paid courses and trainings. If you want to stay connected to this time, we have um, some community groups coming up. My wife and I are leading a community group on Thursdays next week. If you want to find some online sangha, uh, Vera does a weekly podcast with his lovely wife, Diana, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. 10 a.m. Eastern time on spiritual relationships. Um, and if you want to keep us going, help, help us offer service to the Bhakti Center, bhaktisenter.org slash support. Bhakti Center org slash support, I think, is a lot of websites. Is If you want to contribute and keep us going during this time, we always appreciate your support. And, uh, oh, and yes, prayer revolution at buckcenter.org. You can write to us if you have any questions, comments, feedback, thoughts, reflections. If we didn't get to your question today, please write to us at prayerrevolution at buckcenter.org and we will log your question and get to it on a future show. Did I cover everything? No, you got a few more things, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love you guys so much. Take care. Be well. We will see you next time. Please write to us. Keep in touch. Any feedback, thoughts? reflections for the show we want to hear them and uh we'll see you tomorrow love you beer love you too bro take care guys